Hi everyone, this is Chili. Thanks for checking out my podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I last posted because I've been on vacation in Florida. And so uh, spent some time with my family, preached a youth camp, and we just got back to Vermont this weekend. Um, hey, I wanted to let you know that our podcast is uh, kind of blowing up. It's being picked up by more and more and more platforms. So of course you can listen to it on Anchor. You can also listen to it on iTunes or Google Music, but it was also just picked up this week on Spotify. So you can search Chili Chilton Unfiltered on Spotify and also listen to it there with all of your other stuff. Thought that was pretty cool. Today, I just wanted to take a few minutes and talk about something that was on my mind as I was away. I've been thinking about my team. Here I am launching this new ministry called Revolution Youth Community. If you've never checked that out, hit our website, revolutionyouth.co, revolutionyouth.co. We're also on Instagram, revolutionyouth.co as well. So I was thinking about my team. I need some adults, I need some young adults, and I need some students that would form our dream team. And uh, as we do that, I was thinking about what would be the ingredients? What, what does that look like for us? What are the values, the, what's at the core of a winning team and a few things that I, I think came to mind and I was scribbling as I was away on vacation was number one I want every single person on my team to know that they are loved by a personal God we know God isn't somewhere out there woo, you know in the outer space he's personal he knows us he lives in us and he loves us this isn't a result of something we do for him it's a result of what he did for us This isn't just philosophical or theological, guys. The Spirit of God lives inside of us, convicting us daily of our righteousness in Christ. We have intimacy with God solely by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. And we are loved by Him. We trust Him. We follow Him. We worship Him. We are ordinary people living out of God's extraordinary grace. This is the maybe pivotal one point of our lives is that we know we are loved by God. Another thing that I got to get into my DNA and into anyone else's is that we know that we are liberated through biblical truth. God's love finds and accepts us just the way we are, but refuses to leave us there. It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. We believe the scriptures are God's inspired word and inform us about God's nature, who we are, how we are designed to truly experience life, and how we step into that change. We take doctrine seriously. We don't check our brains at the door and just go, I just feel God. We understand the Bible. We ask, we seek, we learn, and grow as we wrestle with the timeless truth of scripture and a time-sensitive culture. We count all people as equally valid, but not all ideas as equally valid. Just as fish is not free in a a front yard, we celebrate the absolute truth doesn't hinder freedom, but liberates um, liberates us to live as God intended. I got to back that up a little bit. I, I want you to grasp that. What, what I'm saying is that, you know, like 
it typically, it, you can't go fishing in your front yard, but you need to eat. And, and so you've got to go where the action is. We, we can't just sit in our house and expect people to get saved. So when I'm talking about fish, I'm, I'm talking about people and, and casting out our nets and, and reaching people. But I want you to understand that people are freed through, through biblical truth and, and knowing that God loves them. And you can't just stay in your own little comfort zone and go, oh, I'm fishing here. You've got to get out. And so the Bible works best when you're in the culture where the fish are. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I, I wanted to make sure you grasp that. And I'm reading through some of my scribbles. And so I don't want you to just go, what's he talking about fish? You see, we don't change scripture. It changes us. And we love that liberation. I do. Okay. So we're loved by God. We're freed by truth. We lead like Jesus. Leaders change environments. Christian leadership looks different than the world's leadership. Christian leadership is serving. We are generous. We pour out what we have. I've said many times, I live on less so I can give more. We, are, we all take initiative to do our part to see God's kingdom come and his will done on earth as it is in heaven. So what do we do? We invest, we serve, we give, and we bless wherever we go. We carry good news. We uplift others. We are life-giving. We're humble. We're positive. We impact our environments. We are thermostats, not thermometers. You get that? We change the temperature when we walk in a room, not become it. We are life-giving people who point to a life-giving God. We don't stop there either. We seek to help others, not only who can lead, but who can create change. There is a high value on mentoring and equipping people to lead, succeed, and increase their influence within our church, and or, excuse me, within our church communities, and within our culture, and of course even in our world. And I want us to help develop the, the next world changers and those who will literally flip the script on what's happening in our country and around the world. So we got to lead like Jesus, because that's what he did. That's what he's still doing. Another, another core or, or thought about this is we need to be living with God, not we live our lives and we add God. Prayer, worship, hearing his voice, healing the sick, breaking bondages, being people who walk with God isn't an add-on to life. It is the meaning and power of our lives. We live the supernatural. We offer what we have in our hand, fish and loaves, and he multiplies it. See, he takes what we have, he makes it less so he can do more. I love that principle. We experience the very power of God in our own lives and in our communities. Why? Because we walk and live in accordance with the Holy Spirit. So you gotta be living with God. And you gotta be a constant learner. We've gotta be people who say, I'm going to learn forever. If learning stops, it stops in heaven when we know all things. But until then, I'm gonna keep learning. The Greek word for disciple in scripture means learner. We are learners of Jesus Christ and students of life for the rest of our life. We are comfortable inside the discomfort of change. Let me say that again. We are comfortable inside the discomfort of change. We take personal responsibilities to put ourselves in positions where God can stretch us and grow us and innovate and change us. We fail sooner so that we can refine faster. Isn't that a cool statement? We fail sooner so that we can refine faster. See, we, if we're going to fail, we fail forward. And we do it up front 
so that we can refine our mistakes. We commit to learning forever and wrestle with the pain of change instead of the pain of staying the same. Boom. That's an awesome one. So those are some things that are really key for me. Anybody who's going to be on my team, anybody who's going to work with us and what we believe God's doing, that we know that we are loved. We know that we are liberated by truth. We are leading as Jesus does. We're living with God and we are learning forever. So the next part of this is, what's it look like? What are, what are the people that are going to work with me and the people I'm going to work with? What, what's our DNA? How do we relate to each other and, and what's that feel like? Let me just say, first of all, it's got to be authentic. We talk to each other so that we can trust each other. We've got to have relationship. We are humble and vulnerable. We don't front or fake. We own our own junk and expect others to do the same. We talk to, not about. We don't allow artificial harmony. We share the truth, even when it's hard. Anyone can share 90%. We trust enough to push into the last 10%. So I I really encourage that. We've got to be authentic. And we've got to be collaborative. We are humble and kingdom-minded people. This isn't our thing. It is a kingdom thing. We honor others. We invest freely. We pour out whatever we have. We give stuff away. Our ideas, credit, we might deserve, we serve, we bless, we humble ourselves. We are catalysts who care more about Jesus' work than we do about our own success or recognition or promotion. We have learned that me helping you doesn't hurt me. It just helps all of us move forward faster for his purpose. Where am I leveraging the talent, wisdom, and skills of those outside our local ministry or our community in a positive way. I want to be at the front edge of that. So we are authentic, we're collaborative, we are life-giving. We champion what we are for, excuse me, we champion what we are for instead of beating the drum of what we are against. We don't complain about the dark, we turn the light on. We carry good news and the life of God everywhere. We encourage uplift around us. We are positive people we impact our environments we we exude a positive life-giving spirit in our in our relationships and in our community and in our daily lives we are people that are constantly smiling and i have to ask are the people around me in my neighborhood in my church in, in the schools are they becoming more healthy and alive because of my influence They've got to be. I want to be a life giver. I also think that we need to be on the cutting edge of of being uh, relevant. And I know that God is beyond relevant. He's already there tomorrow. Our message is timeless, but our methods are informed by the times. The gospel doesn't change, but how it is told must change. We pay the price to innovate. Always. We value ministry that is applicable to the interests and needs of the culture God is calling us to reach and impact. We stay resourceful and strive to be good stewards so that resources can go farther, faster. We seek to apply timeless truth to the time-sensitive questions of our culture, and they are asking questions, by the way. This will always be a moving target, and we are comfortable with that tension and, and the change that comes from it. Another thing, 
We are high motors. We are self-starters. We are driven and compelled by the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love for people. We don't wait for someone else to figure out or take responsibility or, or push us. We are pulled by the call of God in the right direction. It's awesome. We pedal the bike. We are church planters. We figure it out. We stay resourceful and strive to be good stewards so that resources can go farther faster because we want to go farther faster too. What am I doing personally to help others improve organizationally right now? What, what can I do to help people go, mm, start to start to put the, the, the car into gear rather than just revving an engine in the driveway? We've got to be those people. And we've got to be people who replace ourselves. We duplicate ourselves into others. That's discipleship. You know that. The success of any organization is solely dependent on the quality and the quantity of leaders we can recruit, train, effectively deploy. We understand that ultimately our role is doing the work or isn't doing the work. It's developing people who long to do the work because they understand what, why they are here. We want to speak life into them. Some of the leaders I've encountered in the past, they're so paranoid of somebody getting ahead of them that they become control freaks and they want to be in charge of everything and they want to be talking all the time. You're not welcome on my team. I need people who celebrate and promote other people ahead of themselves. People who can duplicate themselves into others, not those who work really hard to do good work. That sounds weird, but I want more than good work. I want good workers. You got to ask every day, who am I empowering? So what else? Two last things. We've got to always be planting and watering. Revolution Youth Community takes personal responsibility to invest and send the best it knows how so that God can create the growth he desires. We have to be unique in this regard. We have a calling to celebrate the planting and watering where most ministries celebrate fruit harvested. We must make that shift. In our minds and in our hearts, we've got to make that shift if it's going to sustain for very long. And I want to see it go the long haul. Where can... Where can I capture and share tangible wins to celebrate with our team? That's something I ask often. You see, in Isaiah 55, God's word is sown and accomplished its intended purpose. In 1 Corinthians 3, 7, it says, One plants, one waters, God makes it grow. I want to be a person that's doing anything I can to see a growth happen, a harvest reaped, and more seeds planted. Last thing. The team's got to be personally healthy-ish. <laughs> I know I'm not the picture of health and I'm working on it. But our personal walk with God is the first priority of our lives. Our family is our first ministry. Our bodies are the only one that God gave us. So I got to take care of my body. So do you. The Sabbath rest is a, is a, ten, is a ten commandment. These are all areas of trusting God and understanding that God designed the world to rest on his shoulders, not ours. My personal effect or my personal health affects people around me and their ability to fulfill their calling and the church's ability to run the marathon that God wants it to run, not these little sprints that we get so excited about. Therefore, I've got to look at a personal at my personal health as a corporate issue. 
So we got to help each other. Yesterday, I walked into Planet Fitness and started talking about the, the programs and took a tour. And I'm sure they're looking at me going, this is the perfect guy. Get his money. He'll come twice and we'll have his money forever. Uh, I hope that's not the case. But I, I am making choices in diet and discipline in physical fitness in rest and in all of those things so that myself and our team can run faster, harder, longer than we ever have before. And we got to help each other, hold each other accountable. We allow others to push into our personal areas that might be uncomfortable for us to discuss without lashing back because they are affected by it. Mm. We own our own junk. I said that before, and we expect the same from others. So I got to ask, how am I taking care of myself spiritually, physically, relationally, financially, and emotionally? See, I think some people, they really get into the, the new diet or even the new exercise plan. You see it blown up all over social media. But you don't see the new journal get posted about the, the extended prayer time, the training that we're doing in order to be sharper at sharing our faith. We don't see them talk as much about the extra time they spent with their wife or their kids. Even the fact that I put off this podcast for a few weeks, knowing that it, the lag could make me fall off people's radar, was worth it to me so that my family would have my undivided attention during that vacation time. We've got to take care of each other. So these are the things I'm looking for on my team. Our DNA, we're going to be authentic, collaborative, life-giving, relevant, high-motored, disciple-based, planting and watering, healthy, life-giving servant leaders. Sound like something you want to be a part of? Then you better hop on the bus to Vermont and join Revolution Youth Community or just get crazy committed wherever you are. This isn't slave labor. This is liberation. This is the prison doors opening and us running into the freedom, into the calling, into the destiny God has for us. I know this. All of us are needed somewhere. And sitting around isn't the answer. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope uh, you glean from this that this is something that you'll listen to in this and you'll go, that really helped me. That's my prayer for you. And uh, I look forward to sharing more on my journey in the next couple days. I have some other thoughts that go with this. So thanks a lot for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. God bless. Peace.